I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, everybody. It is a massive day in Supercoach world as uh, the News Limited team have announced uh, only just recently, the last hour or so, what the changes are going to be for 2020 uh, following on from the uh, COVID-19 extended break. I am joined by JT in this special emergency podcast. How are you going, mate? Good, mate. I'm at work. You're at home doing nothing. So, uh yeah, it could be worse, but we got finally an emergency. That sounds serious, but all it is, it's given us a reason to believe again. May 28, just around the corner. Believe again, believe. Well, we're going to jump straight into um, what those changes are, some potential initial thoughts and ramifications. And then we also thought that we'd take this opportunity as well to, to run through a few of the latest news. because There's been lots um, floating around with, uh, with a lot of teams uh, coming back uh, to training just this week. So uh, plenty of news around. So let's just recap that towards the end. And what we will do next week, probably once the draw um, has been announced for the, the remaining 18 games of the season, we'll then step through what um, you know what that looks up, looks like for, for Supercoach as well and then some potential trade-in, trade-out targets ahead of round three. So, JT, um, jump into the Supercoach changes, which was announced by Tommy Sangster and the team today. Um, I guess the first thing we need to talk about is that we're going to be given five trades uh, for the upcoming round three. Yeah, huge. So it's basically just Super Trade Week being brought forward uh, from the bye weeks, which are no longer there because Origin's uh, being played in November. Uh, so yeah, basically season starting afresh, five whole trades. Uh, surely everyone's going to use them all. Have to, mate. Um, and we'll get to the reason why you should be just using them uh, when when you can. And they're going to be available for us from the 12th of May. So a lot of people might be trying to jump into their sides today, looking to make those five trades. But um, you're going to have to wait almost a week before you can go and uh, to dump those players from your side uh, that you want to and bring in a few of the guys that um, you know we'll, we'll be talking about over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, that's it. I've just done uh, some very quick maths here, mate. So I, I guess the next one is that 37 trades in total for the season remains unchanged. So if you've already used four, so in round one, round two, you've used up four and you used five here, that's nine in total. Uh, 28 would be remaining uh, for the rest of the season, uh, which there's there'll be 17 games to be played uh, after after the fifth, three. after yeah, after the third round, yeah. So that basically gives us almost two trades around from here on out. So that's that's pretty big news. Um, if you've saved a couple over the starting few weeks, it's even better. Um, but yeah, I, I guess that's a good one. Doesn't really disadvantage uh, or advantage too many people. Um, I really like that one that they've kept uh, the thirty-seven in total. 
Yeah, so 37 trades, um, so that remains unchanged. So what they, they have highlighted as well is there is that super trade week which does fall uh, in the middle of the season or around buys. I think that was scheduled for round 15. They brought that forward with no origin until November, as you um, rightfully pointed out uh, just previously. Um, so they've just reshuffled things. And I, to be honest, they'll probably um, held back a little bit from the changes they could make, I would say, Um you know, there are uh, there's obviously a lot of cash involved with this, and also cash involved in other leagues as well. So if you go start tinkering, either reset of the season, or you know how many change you've got, uh, trades you've got left, that potentially could leave them open for a little bit of legal challenge as well. So I think it's quite smart. They've just kept it as is. Teams are going to be quite similar this year, which is the only issue I can see. But um, you know, you still got to make the the right trade. So the Particularly now, it's going to be super important. Yeah, I mean, who knows with how the season's going to play out as well. Um, if, for example, players are missing games because they've got newborns, I know that was a big concern about the players coming back and potentially having to go into bubbles, which hasn't come to fruition. But um, it's a season like no other. And it's hard to say, um, I'm sure after this round anyway, when everyone's made the five trades, we will have a lot of similar players, um, as we do a lot at the start of any season, but uh, there's a long way to go and like, who knows week to week what is going to happen in this comp. People with colds can't play. Uh, you got to sniffle, you got to stay home. You don't want to get uh, vaccinated. I think you're still allowed to play, but your team should probably be kicking you out anyway. Um, so really, who knows? It's, a, it's an exciting time. But I really like at the end of the day, it's a level playing field for everyone. So uh, they've done the best they can. Yeah, I completely agree. So then after round three, we move back to the usual two trades per week. There's obviously no buy rounds this year as well. Um, so we're all, almost pretty similar to, I know the AFL fantasy competition, they just have unlimited trades. So you can make two trades per week. Um, and people seem to love that. I personally prefer the challenge of what the, the super coach game offers, both in AFL and in the NRL of limiting trades. Uh, so it's going to be uh, got a, that that period of time that we had to make up points, which is the buy period and the run home when people are starting to just, you know, they've got injuries all over the place, no trades left. Um, that was when you could really make a charge up the, the leaderboard. So what this I think is going to do though is really benefit those or put those in an advantage that started the season off really, really hot. Um, you know, you talk to Wilfred or to Bear and those guys who have won previously, they still think that, you know, if you're in the ten to 20,000 rank after round two, you've still got a chance to win. Um, it's probably going to be quite difficult this year. Yeah, I mean, it's a shorter time frame as well to make up ground if you have started poorly. Um, but I guess you get to now right the wrongs. So if you started out with a player who's now got a huge break even, flick him on, uh, get a fresh guy in. Um, but yeah, as you said, it's only two rounds. So I mean, even thinking back to last year, I was like 300th or something after round one, then 25,000 after round two. And I don't think I got much better from there. So um, yeah, it's it's not a lifetime. So as Wilf and God say, it's a long season. So I wouldn't be too disheartened, but now everyone gets a fresh start. Love it. Fresh start. Um, but there's no sentimental um, holdings anymore, is, is there, JT? There's, you can't be holding on to Morgan for the entire season. Uh, this year, uh, you've got to be trading those guys out that basically get to be get either in poor form. Um, I'm thinking back to for me, Milford last year for you, Morgan, and even those players with uh, one or two week suspensions or injuries, you just got to basically trade them out. You can't afford to be carrying players on your bench. I don't think. How dare you challenge me on my ability to carry Morgo through a season? That's a challenge, and I accept it. 
Can I just hold up here? So we're we're on Zoom again, um, and I'm I'm all I'm looking at is a man with uh, a flannelette shirt, and he would you've got half your buttons undone. Uh, I could do more if you like it, mate. But I thought I'd J- mix it up after the floral number from last week. JT, this is a Super Coach podcast. This is not JT's only fans. <laughs> oh, that's premium there. Uh, Shall I rattle off all the Cowboys memorabilia I've got around here? That might make it a bit more relevant. But uh, yeah, no, mate, I'm good. My eyes are up here. Let's continue. I'm just so attracted to that uh, that woolly chest you've got there right in front of my face, Jack. Winter's coming, mate. Got to warm up. Uh, I think it's here. It's really turned in Brisbane. Um, okay, the rest of it's really, I'd say, head-to-head relevant. So final series remain at four rounds, round 17 to 20, uh, both league types and just looking at it um, head-to-head for rounds 3 to 16, all except for all rounds except for the last four. So that's basically it. The only thing probably to highlight here is that player prices are to be updated at the end of round three, which was always going to happen. Um, so when we do have a bit of a look at um, which players we should be considering to trade in and trade out, we'll, we'll have a bit of a, a dive into player break-evens, um, also some potential ins and outs as well. Um, because what you do, I guess, forget is we haven't seen a price increase or, or decrease yet. No, it's almost the perfect time for this Super Trade Week, isn't it? So um, there'll be so many players that people eye off for that huge negative break even. Um, even just off the top of my head, a guy like Emre Gould has got some massive one and he's about you know 250k. So they're the sort of guys that everyone's going to be looking at. Um, but yeah, before we even get a chance to see where prices are going, we're getting this five trade week. So it's huge. Yeah, absolutely. And they're the kind of moves that, that people are going to have to be making Right, just out of the box, um, different moves to try and generate a, a heap of cash early, mm. um, because what you do want to have is a, a pretty you want to have as complete a side as what I think you can possibly have as soon as possible. Um, yep. So not waiting until post buys, you want to get a complete side within the next five weeks. Yeah, I mean trades aren't uh, going to hold you back either, particularly if you've saved a couple in these early rounds. So uh, effectively, you're allowed to make two trades. Uh, or just there under if you've made a few to start the season. So uh, I don't think you need to consider too much um, those sort of the short-term cash grab is going to be a huge one this year where before you might have said, oh, it's only, you know, 50, 60K and then he's going to drop and I'm going to have to find a trade. Or well, now you've got uh, less rounds, more trades. So, yeah, all of a sudden those sort of Gula guys uh, become huge options. Gula, Isaiah Yo, those kind of guys that are going to generate a bit of cash. Um, are you... When this does open back up, are you looking for players that are going to get you the points um, or generating the cash? So that's always the big question. Um, what's the key strategy this year, do you think, at least from round three? Well, I mean, the way that we always start the season is that we try and find the right mid-ranger. Um, I think the strategy now is that we've had two weeks to look at them. We'll have price rises next week or the next round uh, is completed. So I think the key there is just to get rid of any plotters that you've got, get the cheapies in. Um, got the benefit of hindsight now. So I think it's almost getting to that guns and cheapy stage basically from the get-go. Um, so if you've got a mid-ranger who's you hope to turn into uh, long-term cash cows, those sort of things, they're the kind of guys that you need to get rid of basically straight away. So I'm going to yeah, do quite a clean-out in sort of the mid-range, um, not necessarily chasing points straight away, but I think cash definitely is the short-term focus, at least for me. I don't know if you're in a similar boat or do you reckon you've nailed the mid-rangers? 
No, fuck no. <laughs> my, my side needs – I need 10 trades. I think uh, I'm basically riding off this year. I think I wish I was in a – I wish I was in a bit of a money league. Um, it would be a little bit fun for a head-to-head comp. I think overall, um, absolutely no chance, particularly with the start I got off to. And um, the five trades is good. I think it's actually something that um, I wouldn't mind them considering bringing in on a full-time basis, I think. Um, and it's a smart play for them a little bit because if you've got uh, if you've got people that miss round one, as an example, you can never catch up, right? But if you bring in a super trade week in round three, before all the prices change, then potentially it gives those players that have started the game a little bit later um, an opportunity to catch up, or it really does reset um, your side a bit. Um, so you could maybe pick which week that you take the the, the five trades, uh, but that's potentially an option as well. I know with the, the English Premier League, they've got uh, what they call the, the wildcard week, and you get two of them a year, which you can mm-hmm. basically re, reset your side twice in the year, and you can pick whenever you want to do that. Um, maybe the super trade week going forward, you can just have one week of the year. There's your week to have five trades. It can fit. It can fit in any time over the year, uh, but it's all part of the strategy as to where you see that best place, either before round three when initial price changes or um, during that buy period. Yeah, I probably prefer that option there. And I've just started playing the EPL one this year, and I was surprised actually at how nuanced some of that stuff is and the strategy behind when you take the full on clean out. Um, the one round change up that you can do and all that sort of stuff. So, I mean, I don't think that they should mandate a, a five trade week in round three. I think that just gives too much of an advantage to those that might have started the game off slowly as opposed to those who've nailed it from the get-go. Uh, I think they should be rewarded in some way. But I like the idea that you can effectively blow your side up uh, whenever you feel the need. And that might be round three. That might be the best option. Or you save it for the back end post-origin. Um, I really like that as a, a ploy there. It really opens the game up. Uh, if you want to waste it, if you want to get a cookie-cutter side from round three, you can go ahead, fix it up, or uh, play the long game. So I think I, I agree, though. If you've had a bad couple of rounds, it can really uh, turn you off the game if you're not as um, uh, addicted as we are, I guess. So that's a good point. Yep. Okay. Um, so that is... Um is there anything else that we need to cover as part of the changes before we jump into some of the latest news that's floating around um, in the NRL? Uh, it's probably worth mentioning the draft changes as well. I think you touched on them briefly, uh, but effectively all that they've changed up here is that leagues that extend beyond 20 rounds will be scaled back uh, to fit within a 20-round season. Uh, by round, skip is no longer an option, so every round will be playable. And uh, everything else continues as normal. So I think they said you can reach out to them if you want to restart your league or redraft, as it were. So uh, a couple of draft changes there, but nothing too major by the looks. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. 
Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Okay, we are back and now it's time to jump into some of the team news that's floating around at the moment. What we're going to do is run through uh, the sides where there is some super coach interest and then just briefly talk about that. Uh, so for the Broncos, some some news coming around today. I think with the players back um, from Monday, you've got a lot of the some of the the fir- regular first grade players that were injured to start the season, like Lodge, Glenn, Oates, and Croft. They all look like they're going to be ready for round one. But the big super coach news there is that David Fafita looks like he could miss a couple of weeks. Um, JT, what, if you're a Fafita owner, which I'm guessing you are, mm. um, is he a, a keep or a, or a, a get rid of? in that super trade week. I'd be getting rid of him at five trades. It's what they've given us the luxury for. So he sits at, you know, 500K. You can do a lot with that money while he uh, is on the return. So he's a guy that you'd want to bring back pretty much straight away. Um, But I really like that. Even if it's just a short-term thing, just get him out, uh, play around up there, potential cash grabs as well. So uh, I think he's definitely worth the trade. And uh, what about the Raiders? There's a bit going on there too. Rapana is back from Japan. Yeah, so I think you've got bye-bye Simonson here. So this would be typical uh, Bailey. He lasted two rounds this year, not the one. Uh, so if Jordan Rapana comes back in, uh, you'd imagine Simonson, who started the year a little coldly, might be on the outer, which is unfortunate. But um, again, we've got the five trades to uh, send him on his way. So are you, are you an owner as well? I am. He was going to be definitely one of my trade-outs anyway. Um, I think that him and Callum Watkins were going to be making way for someone else in the centres, particularly with the likes of uh, uh, a Stags and a uh, Asako going pretty big for the Broncos. Um, those guys are, are players that I'll be targeting. Yeah, and even within the Raiders as well, you've got Nick Kotrick there who uh, hasn't scored a try yet, but he's just so involved. So you know, a lot you can do with Bailey's money there. One of the players that I'm definitely going to be looking to bring into my side is John Bateman, who um, would have been very highly owned, I would say, to start the season uh, had it not been for injury. He looks like he's going to be fit for round three now. That's going to have some impact on some uh, some players that were popular uh, to start the season, and Joe Tappany and also Horsburgh, Corey Horsburgh, who um, um, both of those guys did start the season relatively well. Um, Maybe from more from an NRL perspective. Uh, if you own either of Tuppany or Horsburgh, what, what are you doing? So I'm a horse owner. Um, I really like the way he started the year with his minutes. Um, he basically did what I expected of him. Uh, he did it well. He's a coach favourite. Um, but yeah, huge question marks now just where Bateman fits in because originally we had that like two month window where we knew that Tuppany and Horse would get a run in the starting side. Um, it really all depends, I guess, how well Bateman's rehab's going, uh, where the coach sees him fitting in. Um, my hope is that Horse stays at lock, in which case he remains a hold for me. Um, but I guess that's the all-important Teamless Tuesday coming up. If you're a Tarpanay owner, I mean, he's a lot cheaper, uh, probably someone you can hang on to as well if he still hangs on to that starting spot. Uh, but if either of, the, either of those guys drop to the bench, uh, I reckon you've got to get rid of him. Yeah, it's definitely one to watch for that round, uh, round three Teamless Tuesday, I think, to see what you're going to do there. I mean, Horsburgh, to me, looks more the super coach option. Um, Tuppany was playing big minutes but just not doing enough. A, a bit of base there, but just, yeah, I think that if you're going to pick between the, the two, Horsburgh looked the most dangerous uh, to me, even with the reduced minutes. Uh, Bulldogs, so the big news there is that Joe Stimson is out for six months with a shoulder injury. I mean, he started the season off 
um, horrifically, but maybe there was something floating around there with his shoulder. Um, he's going to miss the season. The other news there is that uh, Foran, Kieran Foran could be back uh, for round three, which um, should help. It has probably little super coach impact, you'd think. Mm. I mean, that would have opened up CHN for a starting second row spot, but uh, yep, I hope he's uh, thinking about what he's done. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Yeah, he's still without. I would have thought he would have been snapped up by a club um, already, but um, still without one, and probably will will struggle for the rest of the year. But I think he'll be back. No, French rugby will probably pick him up or something, mate. They seem to like the old rejects. Got to get it over to France first now, mate. Can't get there for a while. Uh, I won't say what I was thinking there, but. Um... <laughs> Anyway, as long as the schools are still locked down, it should be fine. Yes. Well, should we move on to uh, the kids of the NRL, the Titans? Well, that's apt, yeah. The poor old uh, Gold Coast. So the biggest one for them, we've talked about this in one of the other pods, is that Callum Watkins has gone back to the UK to be with his uh, be with his father. So, so, so hey, let's just hold it there. He, he hasn't gone back to the UK. He's gone to play for the Toronto Wolfpack. Callum Watkins? Yeah. So that's what I've read. He's signed with the with Toronto. So he's gone back to be – so I think because they play so many games there, maybe he's just travelling. But I think it's only also eight-hour flight um, between the two places compared to like a two-day trip from Australia. Um, well, but they I actually that- play – if that is true, they actually play half the season pretty much in blocks in the UK and then the other half – Toronto will play from home there. So I guess thinking if that's the case is that uh, he can still stay in the UK and train with the side and play games if they are to return. Uh, so it sort yeah. of makes sense from that perspective. But no, I hadn't heard that. In either case, he's gone from super coach. So me and 20% of teams will have to be moving him on. Yeah, very interesting there. I was, I was a bit surprised at that. Um, what else is happening there? So he probably be just a straight swap in the centre for Dale um, Copley, but I mean, that's zero super coach impact. One that's going to be very interesting to watch is um, what happens with the, the fullback position at the Titans. So, um, Philip Sammy started the season fantastically, but now AJ Brimson is, is going to be back fit and available. What do you see happening there? It, well, it didn't sound too positive when I was looking this up uh, a couple of weeks ago in terms of where AJ Brimson was at. So, he was still struggling. Um, it's his back, and I think it was still indefinite. Like, he wasn't even a sure thing to return. That might have changed in the last couple of weeks. But um, I don't know if Philip Sammy played really well in those first couple of rounds, and he was a standout in that back line there. So if I was a coach trying to ease someone back in from injury, the first place I'd stick them would be the number 14 jersey on the bench. So um, for super coach, that would be quite big for Brimson. If he can bleed some cash early on, uh, finds his way back into the fullback jumper later in the year. I reckon he's a he's a good uh, good bet, one to watch, as Nick would say. So, yeah, I can't see him going straight in there, though, based on what I've read. They wouldn't be want to be flirting with that talent, though, would they, um, given that he's a player that they would absolutely want to be holding on to uh, with the Broncos only, uh, you know, 40 kilometres up the – or 40 minutes up the road um, in search for a new fullback uh, for next year. Um, you know, they would be pro- you know, be wanting to almost guarantee in that spot, though. I think it'd be a little bit dangerous. Yeah, it's it's all it's not any slut on his ability. It'd just be the way he's managed back into the game. But Is that I slut think or slut sl- <laughs> on the topic of the Gold Coast. Uh, no, they're uh, he's definitely the long term option for them. Surely it's where the talent is. I think they've put a lot of faith into him. Uh, so I can't see him going anywhere, and I, yeah, I think eventually he'll find his way back into that one spot. I think he plays too well not to be. 
Are you doing this podcast from Avery? Yeah, I'm just in the throes of nature out there, mate. There's a few crows, a few galahs. I'm staring at one through Zoom as well. <laughs> I was going to say, speaking of galahs, should we talk about Bryce Cartwright? But... Uh, the less said, the better, I think. Um... Well, I, I just really hope that the NL basically goes no vax, no play. Like it just, you can't. Um, I, I everybody has their own uh, personal choice to do everything they want to do with this, but you can't be putting other players' health into. Uh, into jeopardy by by not doing it. So I think it just needs to be a hard and fast rule, as to what they're doing for cold and flu symptoms. Um, if you're not going to get the flu vaccination, then you're, you're a risk to everybody else, right? Um, and also you're a risk to yourself because I think it, um, it can be quite quite uh, lethal if you catch both at the same time. Um, so that's a little bit of a question mark in the air is to see what, what happens um, with him. Uh, anything else happening from the Titans or should we move on to the Storm? Let's go to the Storm, the Albury Storm. The Albury Storm. Uh, not much there except that Harry Grant uh, makes his way to the Tigers. Now it's all official and uh, Paul Momorowski has moved uh, in the opposite direction. So we'll see how that fits in. Uh, also, Josh Adokar um, missed suspension, so he should line up. Um, I don't think there's anything really else there that we need to talk about from the Storm. It's the, pretty much the same old, same old. Yeah, I mean, I think Brandon Smith was coming back from injury at the start of the year, so with that facial fracture that he had. So I'd imagine he'd be uh, raring to go once the season recommences. So Harry Grant might, um, uh, yeah, good thing he's left the Tigers because I don't think he was getting much of a spot there. I mean, for the, he's left the storm. So he left to the Tigers. Yep. Uh, so the Knights, there's plenty happening there, really. This is one of the sides that I've definitely got my uh, my eye right on, and we'll have to get Lakey on from a Knights preview podcast pretty soon. Um, so you've got Jaden Bradley that's going to miss the entire season with an ACL injury, and he could be replaced at hooker by Connor Watson, which could be uh, fantastic for Supercoach, I think, and, and have a, a real um, uh, X factor uh, to that to that either half or... or uh, other position that we could we could be picking him in. Um, Mitch Barnett is also out indefinitely, so that could reshape a few things in the back row there. However, for Supercoach, I'm really, really switched on with the availability of a couple of cheapies. Um, so Phoenix Crossland and also Brad- Bradman Best. So those that pick Bradman Best uh, from the start of the season uh, will be pretty feeling pretty happy right now because he looks like he's going to be available for round three. Yeah, and that's pretty big, especially for a guy like Watkins that we're getting rid of. So he's, what, 270K. So we're going to need all the cheapies we can get. Um, feels good. It's going to be just like a round one team this Tuesday again, isn't it? I think the hype for it might be even bigger. Mate, I'm not looking forward to doing uh, the team's analysis that week. It's going to be a nightmare, I think. Yeah, I'd set aside about a whole day in your calendar for that one, mate. Yeah, mate, I might have to take a day of leave, I think, to get that one done. Um, so what about Phoenix Crossland? I mean, I think Lakey's probably the go-to on this one there, but uh, he's a more difficult one because he's 5'8 only. So trying to squeeze him in there is going to be a little more challenging if you've already uh, sort of stocked up, as I have with Michael Morgan and Jerome Luai there. So basically he needs to force his way uh, past a guy like Luai, who's already pretty cheap. Um, Or if you're 5'8's a dud like Milford, you can get rid of him. But um, yeah, Crossland's less of an option, I think, just because of his restriction there yeah okay so let's move on to the eels really not that much uh, we spoke briefly about this on the weekend and our eels preview marnie out injured at the moment not sure when he's going to come back and then nathan brown who we had on our ugly list 
Um, he's out suspended until round five. So uh, both of those guys cross him off. But there's not too much else I'm probably thinking that we need to worry about with Parramatta outside of what we spoke through on the preview uh, with Andrew. Yep, nothing else. So for the Panthers, uh, so we briefly touched on Isaiah Yeah, saying that he's one of the players that people might be looking to bring in if they miss the the first two weeks of good scores. However, uh, Kirk Capel is back fit. So what is the impact that that's going to have? Yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, yeah, Yeo, yeah, however you want to say it, um, started out so well, uh, played a bit of second row, a bit of lock as well, I think. Um, so he was getting through the 80 minutes. Again, it's, I think, Capewell, I didn't see him in the starting spot to begin with. So he's going to eat into uh, the minutes of someone on that field, whether it's a Fisher-Harris or someone like that. Um, but, yeah, it's, I think it's tough to see Yeo dropping below 80 minutes. But even then, if he's still knocking out 60 thereabouts and you can stick him in your center wing and i still see him as a you know, relatively good option yeah i, I don't disagree I, I think it's gonna be let's just i think that's probably one that i'd probably hold off for that that round five uh so the round three super trade week because i do kind of want to see what capewell does do he you know they have brought him into that that panthers side this year they i think he's expected to play or he might not have left the Sharks. Um, mm. So let's just see um, how he fits in before you go and uh, trade trade them in. There could be some other better um, options potentially the Broncos do have in the centre wing uh, over over here, but uh, let's just see. The other news there for the Panthers is that Nathan Cleary seems to be in the clear now for suspension. I don't think anything's going to happen, uh, which is a bit surprising, but he looks like uh, he's got away with it basically. Just stay off TikTok, champ. The first champion on the podcast for a while. <laughs> well deserved, surely. Honestly, just one of the dumbest things you've ever seen, isn't it? To lie about it. But anyway, yeah. we'll do a Panthers pod later. Yeah. Uh, the Dragon, so McGuinness, uh, likely to be fit. Uh, so he's dual positioned as well so for second row and, and hooker. So he's an interesting option to, to look at. Um, you can pretty much just bank the 60 points per week if you want to go down that that angle. Uh, and then the other ones there, you got Ewan Ankin and also Corbin Sims that are both going to be available for selection. So there's there's some interesting uh, ramifications there, um, particularly for, for Aiken. What what are your thoughts on both of those additions to the, the potential Dragon squad? I didn't like Aiken too much last season. I think he fell off. In a, in a fairly big way there. But I think the big one there is obviously um, Corbin Sims and whether he starts eating into the minutes of uh, Fui Maono. We're going to get to know how to pronounce this name uh, later tonight. But, yeah, there was a Terrell Fuimaono there taking the starting spot in some uh, big minutes. All of a sudden they look in doubt uh, if Corbin's coming back and eating into those. So his long-term viability as a cow looks... Uh, questionable, uh, but outside of that, Blake Laurie as well. He was getting fairly big minutes, but Josh Kerr on the bench. So eight, um, Corbin coming back throws that into a bit of disarray. So I don't think the Dragons are uh, look that good an option anymore. Yeah, I think the, the Josh Kerr is probably the big one because people were, were thinking about bringing him in for round three. Um, with Corbin Sims was going to miss a few weeks there, but you can pretty much just scrap that plan. Uh, for the Roosters, so Boyd Corner, who hasn't played a game yet for 2020, uh, will likely uh, start in round three, and that could see Angus Crichton drop to the bench. But from memory, I don't think Crichton was overly popular. No, I think especially after he was um, bumped to the centres for the World Club Challenge, I think that basically turned everyone off. Uh, so he didn't want to be dealing with any of that nonsense throughout the year where will he play second row, will he go to centre? 
Um, so yeah, I don't think he was ever really an option to start the season, unfortunately. And then Josh Morris has uh, shifted away from the Sharks to the Roosters and is likely to line up there in round three as well. Yeah, it does nothing for me unless you um, yep, Joseph Manu. I'm not quite sure who he'll bump out. Um, well, I don't think he'll bump out uh, Manu. I think they'll probably just line up uh, with each other in the centres. But, uh, yeah, I think both the Morris boys are probably a little bit over the hill now to be thinking about either of them in the in the side. But, I mean, the Roosters are such a good good team that uh, plenty of points on offer uh, that could snag a few tries. Mm. Yeah, what's Josh Morris for? 437k. Yeah, steer clear. It's not 2008. Uh, for the Warriors, so one of the players that you did uh, mention about being left behind is uh, David Fusatua. So he may miss round three. He is on leave for compassionate grounds. Uh, and then we also heard, heard the news about Nathaniel Roach as well, who um, had those symptoms that is a um, prevented him from flying. Um, he has now uh, uh, seen a negative uh, COVID test, so he should be right to come over whenever he can be sent. But outside of that, for the Warriors, I couldn't see too much else. Obviously, they've been impacted the most by um, all the travel restrictions and bans, but uh, it seems like they uh, will get uh, special leave from New Zealand to travel for the games when they happen. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it could take a toll at some point. Yeah, that's it. That's a lot of back and forths. And uh, if they're staying in here for an extended period of time, uh, you run the risk there that your squad's quite shallow. So um, they're probably one of the more interesting sides because now you've got to get a fair few cheapy options coming through. We looked at round one. We had um, Tanil Brown on the bench there. Um, he's gone pretty well to start the season. So those sort of Fusa and that don't have any impact on him, which is good. Um, but, yeah, I can see them becoming a really interesting option later in the season if we can find a few uh cheapies that are going to land some consistent games consistent minutes so they are a team probably not worth looking at for round three based on their current side but definitely throughout the year they're going to throw up some value options for the tigers so we've got most and by and also brooks expected back to be fit for round three now there were some rumors floating around about josh reynolds that he could be off to the bulldogs i saw that over the last week i don't know whether that's just a symptom of a slow news cycle at the moment or whether there's any legs to that have you heard anything with those rumors at all no uh similar to you i read the headline this morning uh so i'm not sure whether it is just he's called up one of his old mates or something and they've taken it from there but um that i mean could be interesting for super coach in terms of then who the makeup the so m by does he go to uh five eight does he go to the bench like what happens with harry grant now and billy walters does he keep the hooking spot uh, I'm steering clear of them for now, but any Billy Walters owners out there, I might be watching that one. I'm not sure whether Grant can play 5-8 and they'll just stick Marshall and um, Brooks in there, see out the season. But, yeah, in, in all honesty, I don't think a Josh Reynolds move does too much from a super coach perspective anyway. Yeah, so the Harry Grant switch is now official. Uh, I think there's a definitely impact Billy Walters. It looks likely that Grant will come in and get that starting spot at the nine. Um, however, as a Billy Walters owner, I don't think that he's one of the players that I'm going to be necessarily urging uh, myself to trade out um, in round three. Um, he's got to hopefully will have one or two price rises um, in him. I think there's probably some other um, trades that need to happen ahead of that, mm-hmm. even if Grant does uh, snag that starting position. What are your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, if I was a Walter Zone, you're holding on to him, 200-odd K. Uh, even if he does jag 20, 30 minutes off the bench, worst-case scenario, he's still going to make you cash, uh, enough to ride you through a few rounds and trade him out from there. But a 201K is definitely not a someone you've got to urgently get rid of, especially with price uh, rises coming. Okay, so that is everything from the news that we picked up. Is there anything um, else, JT, that you want to add before we close out this emergency pod and, and get ready for the NZ uh, Warriors preview with our man Anton a little bit later on today? No, I mean, I wanted to blow up a little bit about the Albury Council and uh, the ridiculousness of their decision, but, uh, yeah, I think we all have our own opinion on that one. So I'm really looking forward to the you versus me on this pronunciation stuff, mate. You can't even you can't even say the word pronunciation right, so how are you going to fare with this? Uh, well, um, I think it's all just for the laughs, mate. <laughs> That's a serious game, mate. It's been uh, a while without sport. We need to find all the competition we can get. So I think the Albury thing's been blown up a little bit too because apparently the Storm already had approval um, from the local AFL side to use their facilities and, mm. and the local AFL side has no connection with the council. So I don't know. It seems like a bit of uh, virtue signalling or um, uh, politics from the, the local council who are also spruiking it on Twitter as well. Um, breaking yeah. it, actually, the yes. local uh, deputy mayor. Breaking news, breaking your own news, good on your chant. But the issue is that they've been in contact with that council, someone in the council, uh, to come up to Albury and uh, use those grounds. It's all come to a head because they've arrived, called an extraordinary meeting. Uh, they've voted five to four against them using the council. And they've got, okay, well, we'll just use this AFL teams. You've just blown any chance you've got of getting a rugby league team there, an NRL game, preseason trial, whatever it is. Um, your council's completely just... It's so stupid. For no reason. Not at all. Uh, and for those and for those that don't know that area that well, Albury is still very much AFL heartland as well. So um, a fantastic opportunity for the NRL uh, product to, um, to be shown. Uh, still whilst there is a massive gap in sport and the AFL is unlikely to recommence until probably late June. So, yeah, just um, very short-sightedness there. But anyway... Um, Let's end up there. Uh, I'll get let you get back to your work day. I'll continue on with my leave, doing nothing. Mm. Going to go watch some uh, some Netflix or something. That's about it. Um, and then uh, I'll speak to you a little bit later on for our our New Zealand Warriors podcast. Thanks, JT, for jumping on at last minute. Cheers, winning. We'll catch you tonight. Farewell, as please, champion. <laughs> <laughs> Yeehaw. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.